are listening to Feel Free to Deviate, the podcast about people, their careers, and their relationships with success. My name is Jim Turbert, and I'm the host of the show. Today's guest for episode 49 of Feel Free to Deviate is Eric Miller. Eric and I have known each other for a very long time, although we haven't talked for, I don't know, like 20 years. It's been a long time, and we were in a band together in high school. We lived together in Boston for a little while. Then we sort of went our separate ways. He went on to open a music school after trying a bunch of other stuff. He's married, he has kids, he homeschools his kids, he teaches music to the other people in his community. He's, he's a pillar of his community, and we get to catch up a little bit here. Time was a little bit crunched, and I, and I actually meant to meet up with him in person while I was on vacation the past month, but it just didn't happen. Also, I didn't hook up with Shane. Sorry, Shane. I'm going to call you soon. Vacation's fun and relaxing and everything, but often you have to deal with other people's schedules. Because there were so many schedules, I wasn't able to have as much freedom as I wanted. That's what happens when when a lot of people and personalities are in the mix. I would give you an update for me, but all I can say is that bathroom renovation is still going on have not showered in my house for many, many, many weeks, months at this point. Fortunately, while I was on vacation, I was able to shower in a great number of houses, which was fantastic. I had forgotten how great it is to shower. The combination of construction and other life stuff, not really in a great spot right now, but I'm going to try to keep getting these podcasts out. I was really disappointed to see in my podcast app in the list of of podcasts feel free to deviate had a little moon next to it which indicates that it is sleeping and i don't want people to think that the podcast is sleeping even though it was because i yeah i was supposed to take a couple weeks off and then i took i don't know we're going on three months now which is bad you're not supposed to do that but you know what 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 am i going to do i i did it and and now i'm back and i'm going to try to post regularly now so i i say try and I know you're, you're supposed to say, I'm going to, but you're supposed to be active. You're supposed to definitively say that you're going to do it. But I know that things are going to come up because once that contractor comes back here, my mind's going to go bonkers again. And then I, I might have to, I might have to take some time off. I'm going to try not to though. I'm going to try to be strong for myself, for my family and for the, the people who listen to this. Anyway, strap in, get a drink, settle into whatever you're doing and listen to my conversation with Eric Miller. He's a good guy. Why don't you, uh, I don't know, introduce yourself. My name is Eric Miller. I have been a musician my pretty much since high school, since I, I like to tell people I heard Eddie Van Halen play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, I remember the moment so clearly in my room, I heard this guitar and I, I literally froze, you know, because it was like nothing I've ever heard before. I was probably in eighth grade and I was just like, I want to do that. Yeah. And proceeded to basically like, you know, that they say to lock yourself in your room, but I would practice hours and hours in my room trying to sound like Eddie Van Halen. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where the love of, of music really started and it's, it's evolved from there. And, but basically I've been doing music for, you know, since that point. Now I have a family and we live in Connecticut and yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right. But what, what, when, when, um, when you're at the, like, say you're at the, you have kids, right? So yeah. I don't know how old they are, but I assume that you go to the school sometime for functions or 
whatever. So when when parents that you don't know sort of say, oh, well, Aaron, what do you do? How, how what do you like? Do you go into depth or do you just say, I am a musician or I like what, how, what's what's your line? What's my line? I usually well, it's kind of funny because um, we live in Farmington and you know it's pretty Farmington, Connecticut. And it's it's a pretty small town and pretty much everyone knows me now because I've been teaching lessons here forever. Yeah. But I usually just tell people I'm a music teacher and they go, oh, that's interesting. Do you teach in the schools? And I say, no, I, I have my own business. And they go, oh, what do you teach? And I say, oh, I teach guitar and piano and drums and voice a little bit. And I, I help students record and write songs and I have camps and, and all these things. That usually sparks the conversation and they start asking questions. and Because mm-hmm. um, they want their kids to go to camp. Yes. So, so, and, and it's like, it's sometimes I'm like, I like, I just must omit this stuff. And I, I've been blessed. I really have. Like I, I've been working for myself my whole life and, you know, I've always had an abundance of students, but I like walk into the room and someone doesn't even know me. And they're like, Hey, will you teach piano to my kids? And I feel right. like I haven't even had a conversation with you. You don't even know what I do, <laughs> but it, it's, it's been good. I, I also teach at Tungsis Community College. I teach music production there and Oh, Rec- cool. That's I teach great. Um, music theory um, and guitar there. That's kind of like a part-time thing, though. I'm a huge fan of community colleges. Yeah. In that kind of a place, I feel like you can really make a huge difference in somebody's lives. I mean, obviously, just teaching music in general, like you have, you're putting yourself in a position to like be a pivotal person in that person's life. People's parents put them in music lessons. But when you go to community college, it's because maybe you feel a little undecided or not, not not necessarily lost, but you're just looking for what your thing is. So people go there and they try a lot of different things. And if you connect to someone at the community college, you could really be setting a fire that will like change the rest of their life. Yeah. The, the entire trajectory of their life. And I just think that's magnificent. I laud you for your decision to take this part-time <laughs> job in addition to the lucrative business of Connecticut suburban music lessons (laughs) yeah it's really cool i mean like the kids the students at a community college they're just all over right some super advanced some like just ultra beginner not sure where they want to go and then you're just kind of like your job is basically to like you know not only teach them music but to just to guide them and to encourage them and just to say hey man you're doing great you got to just keep going you know like hand in your assignment (laughs) Like, like, <laughs> make sure it's like, on time. Yeah. Like, you know, just, you know, like, a, just be a positive force in their life. Yeah. So I, I like that. And, you know, and, and I, I enjoy teaching the students privately. You know, I've had a lot that I've, I've literally taught every student, every kid in their family. Like I've been working with some families 15 years. Wow. They literally are like part of the family, you know, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. And like, they're like now. A lot of them are getting married and starting to have kids. And I, I just feel like really extra old because of that. But it's been good. And, and and also, I started my career kind of more in the recording side. And I still do that. But like when I first graduated Berkeley, I, I started, you know, I was in a band for a while and, and, and did like jazz music and things like that. But I started recording music for like jingles and advertising uh, yeah. agencies and like. In Connecticut doing, or where, in where Connecticut. was this? In Connecticut. So is there a lot of work like that in Connecticut? 
It was interesting. It was feast or famine, you know, like I, yeah. I imagine most most things are. So this was before kids, obviously, and it would be like three weeks of slammed work and then a month of nothing and then two weeks of work and then a month of nothing. So it was great while while we did it. I did a lot of different things, a couple film scores, um, you know, a lot of jingles, a lot of educational stuff. I would write music for a few production companies would hire me and things like that. But I eventually I've always taught kind of like alongside that. And then once we had kids, it was just too inconsistent. So I just decided to go full, full blown into the, uh, the teaching, but the recording and the writing of music has always been like a super passion of mine. So a couple of years, two years ago, I started a YouTube channel and trying to teach people this developed an online course and still like to write music myself. So I've kept that going all the while and just kind of integrated it into my teaching programs. All right. I think that's a good, good method, you know? It's like uh, if you're learning a new piece of software, it's nice to have a project uh, that you need the software for. Doing someone else's prepared exercises is not always good. But if you've got a song, you got an idea for a song, you got to figure out how to play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. A good, it's a good way to it's a good way to work it in there. Well, it's also interesting because like nowadays the laptop is like you could almost view it as an instrument. Sure. You know, and, and sure. the purist in me says, nah, you know, yeah. but like. Let it go, trying man. to evolve with the times <laughs> you know it's like yeah it is <laughs> like in and students they they come in they know how to edit things and splice them up and yep. make it sound really cool and um i'm like wow how did you do that and, exactly uh, it's not as it's not as easy as you think it is even though the software can do anything it can do anything you can think of you still have to be creative and you still have to be creative and you also have to figure out how it does everything exactly and then you also have to figure out how to undo it because whenever i play around with these things sometimes and whenever i do i always back myself into a corner and then i'm like oh no i can't do this but i i should have done this like 10 steps steps ago and and then you have to redo it again and uh, yeah it's it's a uh, it's very difficult <laughs> yeah but, you know if you grow up doing it can you imagine though like like when we were when we were young if we had like garage band or or uh oh. Or the like internet? logic or uh, <laughs> any of these, any of these things, Cubase, like whatever, yeah. like, dude, it's, it's, it's insane. I know. What, what's I possible. Like, I know. I'm like, wait, you can just look stuff up and learn yeah. how to do, you know, I like. Yeah. Or even just playing, you can like get sick drum beats to practice to. <laughs> oh, it, it, it would be like a, such a game changer, you know, but I, I, I like to think that like, you know. If you think of all the bands in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, like they were like, I mean, imagine Keith Richards as like, you know, a 15 year old. <laughs> He's sitting there like, <laughs> like rewinding this BB King thing like a hundred times going like, how did he do that? And then yeah. he like probably learned it kind of wrong, but that like sort of helped him develop the style of Keith Richards. You yeah, know? totally, totally. I don't know. There's benefits to both. Keith Richards wrote a uh, an autobiography, I don't know, like 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I haven't read it. You don't even need to read it. Get the audiobook because I'll tell you why you want the audiobook maybe a better bet. Because okay. for Does he about, does he narrate it? He no, he starts. Oh. He does the first chapter and maybe one okay. of the chapters in the middle, but Johnny Depp narrates it oh. as him. <laughs> <laughs> that's even better and it is oh, hilarious wow. oh wow <laughs> so so just get the audiobook it's okay. totally worth the cost yeah. it's yeah. Ju just get it it's amazing okay. that seems like a good piece of history right there 
And uh, yeah, and also the stories are just bonkers. I mean, it's Keith Richards, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. talks about stuff like that, or he talks about like waking up and like having written the riff for uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash in the middle of the night and not even remembering it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's an anomaly, man. Like I saw for him real. one time like do like, you know, 20 one-handed push-ups, you know, like. Yeah. Like, just like crazy stuff like that. You're like, he's what? like a thousand years old. Yeah. He looks like a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> he's done all the drugs, like every one. Oh, every single. And yeah. And he still survives the. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, this, the book is great, but the audiobook is totally worth listening to. It's amazing. I, yeah, I highly recommend it to everyone who's listening. Well, that's, you know, I, I taught rock and roll history at Tunxis before production and, and you can grab anyone's attention telling a story about some like totally extravagant thing that any rock star has done, you know, and it's like, they're like, whoa, really? Wow. <laughs> and you like, you just, all the eyes wake up and, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, it's, it's kind of sad, but a lot of them are like, wait, who's, who's Paul McCartney? Like, oh yeah. The well, 20 year old, you know, but like, I, you know, it's, well, I have a friend who's super into music. Her parents were classical music people. So she grew up listening to classical music. And then when she was in high school, she started listening to like nineties indie rock. And one day we were talking and, um, uh, we were listening to this indie rock band and they were doing a cover of long, 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 the George Harrison Beatles song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, Oh wow, this is a really, this is a good cover. Uh, it's on, <laughs> by the band Low, and my friend said, <laughs> "My friend said it's a co- this is a cover." I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Who well, who did the original?" I'm like, uh, "The Beatles, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you've heard of them." There are gaps in everybody's knowledge, so it's weird that the Beatles would be one of those gaps, but but it, it is a possibility. It happens. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I, I was. Uh... Sometimes I like to ask students, like, what do you think the most popular art? I actually Googled yesterday that what the most popular artist was because I was today contemporary. Yeah. Like we're like just like of all time. And I was oh, okay. fearing that it, it might be Taylor Swift, you know, like oh, yeah, like she yeah. might be like nearing <laughs> the the uh, not not to bash Taylor Swift she's, at all. I she, mean, I, I just don't care. I like I, she's she seems fine. I just don't care. You know? Yeah. I was like, is she more popular than Michael Jackson at this point? Like, I don't know. That can't can't be possible. No, it's not. I, I, (laughs) you know, according to Google as of July 13th, you know, she's still not, but she's, she's like four, maybe four. (laughs) Whoa. I don't know. This was, uh, no, don't take, don't quote me on it, but this was just like the first thing that popped up. That's insane. That's really, I mean, that's impressive. It is. I mean, from a music business, like, like yeah, she's really I mean. yeah, smart, strictly business. you know, like she's got like the 13 year old girls that from 15 years ago. Yeah. So they still like her. And now, now they she's got, got the 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's got the 13 year old girls now, uh-huh. you know, and uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, and she's good. It's not oh, like she, she sucks. Like she's definitely No, she can good. perform. She can write. She yeah. can, you know, she's got it. The whole thing. Indeed. And I, yeah, it's just, it's not my thing. I don't, I don't get into it, but I'm not even sure I would recognize any of her songs if you played one for me. I'm pretty far removed from, from pop music. I watch Saturday Night Live. So if, if they do a guest spot on Saturday Night Live, I I see them. The, The algorithm for the streaming services pushes a lot of stuff towards me. And I find that often it's pretty good at recommending things that I might be interested in. So, yeah. So that's that's how I, I discover a lot of things lately. Unless I actively seek out what I see, like these artists that I see popping up in social media and stuff, I, I don't hear them. Mm-hmm. There's no place I would hear them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just 
like, cause I'm trying to stay relevant to what the students are listening to. And I don't listen to them, but I'll be like, Hey, what do you want to learn today? And then they'll like, give me a, a song, you know, like yeah. a current, current song. And, um, I just, I, I sometimes it's kind of interesting to see what's on the, the top 50 Spotify, but like, yeah. I don't know any of them. <laughs> no, no. But what, what do the all... kids ask for? What are the kids into? Like, well, yeah. I mean, are your, do you think your students are representative of the, the zeitgeist or are they like music nerds or like i it's really across it's a it's a gamut you have some kids that are really you know eclectic and cool and and they like this ambient stuff or like they, uh, they okay. like this you know and then you have the you know because I'm, i still teach guitar so it's like you a lot of the stuff you you know you need to like go back to the 70s and 80s and 90s yeah. to to play a lot of that stuff so and then they like they're like that and then there's a lot of the people that like the pop stuff so you know the mm -hmm. olivia rodriguez or whatever you know oh yeah um, i i know she was on saturday night live and i think she's very cute so like i know who yeah. she is but that's that's all like yeah that's all i know yeah yeah so so it, it it runs the gamut and then you know for piano still people like classical or jazz so it's 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 kind of cool it's all music it's young people the young people like classical and jazz or um, their parents force them to learn like <laughs> Rachmaninoff or something. <laughs> no, I I would say about five to ten percent of the students like that music. Yeah, yeah, like true believers. But, true, true believers. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool. I I learned from them. I I learned that you know they introduced me to new styles. Like yes, a student introduced me to Marcus King, who's like this amazing guitar player. I've never like, even heard of that dude. <laughs> oh, dude, he's like this. He's got so much soul and feeling in his playing and the yeah. way he sings. Like I'm like, and I never would have heard of him. You know, maybe through social media it would have popped up. But um, I'm writing it down because I'm gonna check it out. All right, I always check it out. I might even have, yeah. I mean, if you're into that southern rock with like soul kind of stuff, like it's not so much my thing these days. But you know, whatever, check it out. Great guitar tone. Awesome town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's but but like but has there been anything aside from Marcus that you were just like, oh, this is interesting. Like you mentioned before, uh, ambient stuff. What ambient stuff are they listening to? Like lo-fi. Um, oh, and yeah, all, like those playlists that pop up. Yeah, like the, like yeah. it's just these playlists and 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 just styles of music, and it's almost yeah. like the artist is like in. They just like the sounds. It's like they yeah. don't really know that who the artist is. But uh -huh. lately, I've been kind of at my wits end i'm like super stressed out we got a bathroom renovation going on and it, it got bad recently uh, <laughs> and, uh. and um i got this ball in my stomach because i feel like every day i'm gonna have the fight with the on namer the uh, on namer is the word for contractor in dutch uh. because of that one of the things that i've been listening to is i, I there's a I, I subscribe to title and um the uh they have a, a tibetan meditation playlist and oh, it's just cool. like the singing bowls yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, <laughs> And I find that's kind of like the lo-fi thing. It's just like something to put in the background while you're doing uh, something else. Wow. I'm not actually meditating, but the, maybe I should, but there's something about the frequencies of the bowls that like that diverts my down. brain from that yeah. horrible feeling. <laughs> it actually works a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually wrote some meditation music once for yeah? this person and, and she had me write seven different pieces for each chakra. Dude. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, okay, so uh, appar <laughs> apparently like, uh, there's like set each key. So each, each, each piece was in a different key uh -huh. based on the chakra. And then she would like use the music and like do the meditation over it. Anyway, and that's my experience like this. 
She talks yes, very, very quietly. Very, very calm. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that was my experience of writing meditation music. That's cool. You should do more of that. I mean, maybe, well, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if it is a good money. <laughs> the meditation my, music gig, gig. I'm going to, you, uh, well, my, my, um, the thing that I've gotten the, the most sales, not sales for, I guess, but it's, it's gotten the biggest audience reach. Actually, I had to write potty training music. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was, <laughs> dude, you need to send me links to this. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I, I don't like, yeah, this company hired me a, a while back and it's in Walmart and like Target and it's, it's <laughs> for like, real? called potty power yeah and uh, you get royalties um no this was uh, i did at, for a little while um oh, and then okay. i was like more of a like i'll just write the yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the one the one time thing and That's then how they get you i know man i i, I should have <laughs> just said hell i'll do it for free and then you know i need but, points <laughs> yeah but uh no there was like one song for every part of the you know bathroom process wipe your bottom you know wash your hands like dude i definitely is it on is it on the streaming services i don't know i i, I don't know it's definitely on like you know if you google you know potty power there's like potty Princess. potty power yeah i think i even did a potty pirate <laughs> dude <laughs> that sounds nasty <laughs> <laughs> but yeah everybody poops good I've times been told. good times yeah <laughs> that's yeah, good it's, it's, but we're okay, all human so this this is good. This is the kind of stuff that I wanted to hear because I knew that you had the music school, which I think is awesome because it's not just you doing the thing. Like if you go to the website, you see you got a drummer, you got like singing even, right? You've got like a yeah, bunch of different have... people who teach lessons. It's like full service. You could bring your entire band there and learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have uh, anywhere from six to 10 teachers in, in a given year, depending on like, you know, some of them come and go. But yeah, we have a uh, drum teacher, a uh, couple piano teachers, voice teacher, and they're all super educated. Like <laughs> a couple of them have doctorate degrees. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they're really, they're really great. And, and, and a lot of them, um, so I, I started like just asking, you know, my students that got really old, hey, do you want to be an intern teacher? Yeah. Um, and it was cool because like, I knew them really well and we had a good relationship and they knew kind of how I taught. Mm -hmm. So it, it sort of kind of grew out of that. Um, so, so we, so for a long time I had a bunch of my, and I still like to hire like all of my students. Cause I think it's just cool. You know, they know me. That's and, awesome. And one of my circle of life, man, it, dude, it's, and I have the, the best, I don't know what you call her virtual assistant maybe, but she was like a piano student from like, you know, six to 15. Mm -hmm. And then now she's like just graduated college, but she's so good and she's she's really, really great. And she edited all my courses and all my YouTube videos oh, and does so the thumbnails. Because I would never do that stuff. No, like, you are I, lucky. That is an asset. It totally is. And she's great. So Yeah. I'm glad to hear all this stuff because I knew that you had this music school, but we haven't talked for 20 odd some odd years. And yeah, I just never knew what happened in the meanwhile. Like I know that you went to school for film scoring. And you said you played in bands and stuff, but like it's it wasn't really clear to me if you had some other mission. Even before I met you, like I heard the lore of Eric Miller, where you were like this hotshot soccer football prodigy, and everyone was just like, "Oh man, he's really good." And then evidently, the day you heard eruption in your bedroom or whatever it was, it, it, you 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 switched. You just quit that and started woodshedding on the guitar and you you just got deep into that mm -hmm. like ever since i've known you you're you're insanely focused on whatever it is that you're into like 
by the time I met you, you were already a massive, a mad, mad shredder. Like it was insane. Everybody acknowledged your supremacy <laughs> in our scene. <laughs> like, like, and then, you know, whatever, we graduated, we went on to the thing. We ended up living together in Boston when you were at the Berkeley College of Music. I lived with you, I don't know how many, like three years we lived together, maybe. Yeah. I, I yeah. probably saw you like 15 minutes because you were always <laughs> either at school or working in your bedroom with the door closed. And I would only see you when you would come out. You would, you, you, would, yeah. you would come out, you'd be like, coffee. Yeah. Handful of, literally, like, I know this, <laughs> I don't know if I'm telling Tell tales out of school, Tell but me. handful of Cheerios, <laughs> and then back into the bedroom. <laughs> uh. Like, just deep focus on whatever you're doing. So, like, you totally throw yourself into all this. So, I'm just, like, I'm wondering, like, in the time between Berkeley graduation and playing with those bands and doing the the stuff like did you have a did you have a goal then or was it just to do to do the commercial stuff was was there something that you were aiming for you know probably when i was in high school i just wanted to be a rock star right yeah, yeah we we all did we had the foam yeah. was our band and it, it was so yeah. much fun and todd is the man and uh i see caleb and every now and again on facebook and he's still playing he, and he's a music teacher too right yeah yeah i, I think so and he, he, he gigs a lot but then it kind of shifted when i went to school i got so into music and like for a while like I got, you know, jazz and like turned into like this total musician, musician, you know, like studying mm -hmm. classical music and studying jazz music. And it's great. And then I, I when I graduated, I was in a rock band, kind of like didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to like do music for my whole life and kind of maybe make music and write music because I think that that's like really my favorite thing. And it still is, is to make music. And I have a, a new band now uh, it's called True North Rising and, and we write and I write music when we write tunes together, writing music and the joy of music and just playing music. That's been the thread line, but I've didn't have all these little deviations off of that, you know, Yeah. where I've kind of like tried this avenue in music and tried that avenue in music, and tried this and tried that. I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, Jim. It's good enough. Keep going. <laughs> but uh, I still, I still love it, and I there is like this driven part of me that sometimes like is like, oh, I, I wish I could just like not have that sometimes, like just not be constantly thinking about something. Uh -huh. But uh, but it's 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 been a good thing for the most part, and and I think it also has morphed into a business mindset, like of really focusing my attention on how do I, how do you grow a business, how do you build a business, how do you right market yourself and and like that's kind of been a, a, a sort of passion and and like to be a musician any stage in life you have to like have some business skills because most musicians don't have like 95ers and you know you gotta know how to market yourself and all that and um so that's 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 kind of been a passion and as well uh for a while i was an alexander technique teacher i don't know what that means that's like a total <laughs> deviation off of music sort of but it's a it's a type of education where you learn to move really efficiently whole body or whole hands body or? whole body okay. so like how you you know your posture your breathing um, i could use that and uh a lot of <laughs> well i you know many hours slumped over a guitar i had to learn how to like to use my body well and uh so i i, I liked that a lot and then i actually that's where i met my wife okay she was a dancer mm -hmm. so she came from the kind of dance background nice. so for for a while i also taught the alexander technique but that's that's about as far as stretched from the music world as, as i've gotten oh my background light battery just died 
This is an audio podcast, right? It's not video? Well, it is. I'm doing it this way because I've been toying with the idea of putting it on YouTube to try to get more people. Yeah. Uh, because when I post on social media, I tend to do better on, on YouTube than I do on Instagram. Yeah, I was hoping that maybe that would get more people into it. The listenership is growing, but it's not, it's not fast. It's really glacial in pace. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, you know, just from my experience, like about two years ago, I started a YouTube channel and it's, it's been slow, it's been growing consistently, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, it's slow growing and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to just find so many ways to like pique people's interests and like, and you have to be consistent and consistent. And, uh, it's, uh, and it's interesting because like I'll post, post a short video on, on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And sometimes it's like, has nothing to do with the content. It's just like, which platform decides to push that? I know. So like Instagram will have 3000 views. Yeah. Facebook has 20 and then YouTube, YouTube, you know, it's like, uh, and then the next day with something almost identical, you get like 50 views and you're like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So don't (laughs) attach, don't attach your self-worth to uh, a post. I'm not, but I, I I do. No, I'm not saying to you. I'm saying to (laughs) in general <laughs> it's uh it's 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 genuinely confusing i don't know it's kind of it's kind of fun but it's almost like it's like a gamified action so it's like you could do this like I, I want the numbers i need the numbers and you go after yeah. and then you get disappointed you're like i'll oh, just try again <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like that uh that hit yeah you get, exactly uh, it's dopamine it's really, hit so yeah, anyway, I think uh, over vacation, I'm probably not going to post much and then all my numbers are going to go to hell and then I'll start over again in the end of August or September and see how that goes. Yeah. I always ask everybody, do you think of yourself as being successful? And before you answer, at the very least, I think that you're successful just because you, you've you been working for yourself and you're <laughs> maintaining your life. You have a house and a family. And that, to me, means that you are successful regardless of how you feel, like <laughs> how you feel about what you're doing. But it does, it, to me, it seems like you actually like what you're doing. Like, this is what you chose to do. And that's good. Yes. So, so ultimately, you know, I, I feel I'm pretty lucky uh just because i've been able to what you know what you just described i've been able to work for myself and so my wife when we had kids she was like yeah i'll go back to work in like six months or and then so it's we're going on 13 years now so so she's been able to like she's been able to like be with our kids and we homeschool the kids Um, whoa really i I say we i say we but she she. homeschools (laughs) um so like that's been really fortunate doing music and be able to support a family. So I feel lucky in that way. And is the studio um, attached to the house or is it in another building? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I should do this or not, but this is my little webcam. And so I have, let's see, this is another room there. Oh. Um, there's guitars and where are you, you know, there's it's, so there's basically a two room. It's like an attached, um, you know, see now it's all screwed up. Yep. It is. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to make you do that. No, no, I did it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's like a mother-in-law suite on the side of my house. And we bought it for that specific reason. Because like when we lived in West Hartford, we basically got kicked out. So I bought my grandparents' house one or two years out of college. My dad gave mortgages and got me this super deal. Yeah. So basically, I lived there with, I don't even remember, my my good friends from high school. Okay. Uh, They all all moved in, John and Brian. Yeah, Brian (laughs) lived there too. 
I want to yeah. talk to him, dude. He does he still fly planes? Yes. All right. Yeah, I totally want to talk to him and his brother Paul. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't mind talking to Johnny as well. Paul's yeah. like Paul. Like I don't know what his deal was, but I always remember him being a super cool kid. He is cool. I mean, they they yeah, the Vincennes are cool. Yeah. So we so there was like a bachelor pad for a while, and uh, anyway, my wife moved in. We fixed it all up. I had the studio in the basement, and then the West Hartford was like, "No, nah, you gotta you can't have a you know home based business. Why? You gotta leave. It was so dumb." Anyway, long story short, we we were having a she was having a, she was pregnant and we were like we ne- we need a bigger house so we basically uh-huh. found this place with the with it contingent upon being zoned for oh, a business business right so like there's like this attached separate entrance to the side so it works perfect for a business and the town knows we're here so it's 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 legit but yeah. um, I, I I count myself blessed in terms of being lucky I'm now I would say a person of faith Jim yeah through a lot of hardship in our life. I feel like I've come to to know God more and that has really guided me. Yeah. Um and I think that like he's kind of steered me in this course of staying teaching music. Um like I want to say like oh it's it's something that I've done myself. Uh-huh. Uh but 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 really it's it's his work. Okay, so. well I'm going to give you the credit. <laughs> but but on that note, on that note, one of the, like I I feel like you're very inactive on social media like maybe like Every now and then I see something pop up from you. One of the times it was a group of your students playing YYZ, which cracked me up because I was just like, that's what the kids are learning today. Bap, 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 bap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then one of the other things was it was maybe it could have it could have been Ashley or maybe your um someone posted it and because you were tagged in it, I it, it popped up in my feed. Um yeah. and uh it was you like shredding in the church band or something. Like are you oh. like the, are you the church are you the church band shredder? Well, I play <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. I mean, I play at our church. The um, secret weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny cuz I I was like we went to church maybe 10 years ago and I was like I was thinking like oh it's all organ and like kind of uh-huh. like what I grew up with and Yeah. Then I was like, I saw they had guitar and I was like, wait, you, there's guitar in church now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I was like, wait a minute. And, and sadly, probably I should have been like more drawn to, to, to the message, but I was like, no, there's guitar in church. And, um, anyway, so that, that kind of like brought me in, I guess. And then a couple of years later I started, I auditioned and I, once again, I thought like, oh, it's going to be all serious and like, mm-hmm. But the, the the worship leader at the time was so cool, and he was joking around the whole time, and I just had a blast. Like yeah. and there was no, there wasn't a lot of ego in the group. It was just a lot of fun, and and I would play really conservatively. Like you know, you're just supposed to play like serious, yeah, you know, worship music. And then like right. the guys like, no, no, no. If God no, put it on God your heart, God knows like, how to you, party, dude. Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> you should rip it, man. <laughs> so, like, so you know, so it's 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 fun. So so I do that in the side, and and um, yeah, I, I guess like he's kept me teaching. Truth be told, like there is times when I am bored out of my mind. Really, like. like I've taught this song. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. So many times, <laughs> right. um, and I'm like not bored out of my mind because no, every student's it's... different. But I'm like, oh wow, if I have to teach this hand placement, the same, you know, or yeah, this no, note. I get it, I get it, I get it. And I'm like, I should just do something else. And then, like, I get sent like ten new students, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm, <laughs> I guess this is where I'm at, right? You know, so yeah, no, it's 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 kind of the same with. Um, uh, I used to work at the school in the art department, in the photo department, and you have there's the main teacher there the, at Wellesley. There's a permanent faculty 
photo member at the time it was Judy and you know she teaches that but uh, because intro introduction to photography is one of the most common and popular elective courses she probably taught photo one eight million times and if you're on Wellesley campus how many times can you see the same picture the same lamppost yeah and and so it's you're if 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 you have like an intro class you're better off having the inexperienced young teacher because that person is all in they're like this is my first teaching job and it's awesome i'm super excited yeah. about your progress <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah you get tired of it like you, you see the same pictures or the same songs or the same paintings or whatever over and over and over and over again it's yeah it's hard there, to keep there, your interest there is that so you know you just have to stay present to the student and not let your mind go off and like you know yeah thinking about Eight, groceries like, yeah 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 it's like because that actually makes it worse but for the most part i mean and I, that's why i like to do i've deviated feel free to deviate yeah by um, all I've, means. I've, I've i've deviated from you know like teaching just guitar to like teaching piano or yeah. teaching theory or music production or and all these side things and songwriting i love teaching songwriting it, it keeps it interesting yeah yeah for sure anyway so what about stumbling blocks like what's the like what's the well? I guess you just described the uh, the city of West Hartford telling you that you couldn't have a business in your basement. That's a pretty big stumbling block. But like anything else that you had to uh, get over, like I think there's been a lot of uh, failed business attempts. Oh, um, okay. Like, you know, side projects that I've tried. Yep. You know, that just haven't like fruitioned at all. Like you know, at one point I. Um, I mean, 10 years ago, I started, I tried to start an internet business that like died because I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. And it, it, in hindsight, if I had stuck with it being that far back, I probably would have been a lot better now. But like trying to figure out camera angles back then and just and making the materials, I was like, what, what is this world? Then at one point I tried to be like sell music products. So I tried to like be the mom and pop store where I, you know, sell guitars and sell Ooh, sheet music. Tough. And, tough. and I realized very quickly that there is no markup with Amazon anymore. No, you know, there's like, this so place like, called Guitar Center. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, and they, <laughs> unless you're really niche on like uh, vintage guitars or something, you like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unless I buy like $5,000 yeah. guitar pedals and, and, and then like, take out a million dollar insurance policy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's, there's just, so I was like, oh, that didn't work. And, um, you know, so, so there, there has been multiple, uh, business attempts Man, I failed a lot, <laughs> you know, and, and, and all of these things, you know, there's other setbacks, um, you know, just challenges of being a parent, I would say like, that's like the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Right. And just, just growing, you know, raising kids and, and, you know, that's one of the reasons we chose homeschool is, you know had difficulties with learning styles and with our some of our with particularly our son oh yeah yeah so like you know just learning delays and things like that and you know seeing like wow he's not like every other kid which isn't a bad thing but you know that's one of the reasons we chose to homeschool mm -hmm. so that there's been a lot of sacrifice in that too you know a lot of sacrifice in my wife um, not going back to work and me feeling like i just have to work insane all the time hours to kind of make up for it yeah but um he plays piano now and uh it's really cool to see his learning style with piano because like he won't let me do anything with him he's just like dad like i think i showed him like where to put like his hands at one point and so now he just like you know as every 10 and 11 year old boy like is obsessed with video games okay so he listens to the video games music and he plays it on the piano nice that's um, awesome yeah so and he like so like I've I've just loved to see his progress and like tried not to stunt that in any yeah. way because like the second I say something he's like 
get out of here. And he walks away and he quits. Yeah, so like, he's I young just, though, man. He'll, he'll come around. <laughs> he'll, he'll be asking for some record recommendations someday. I hope so. And, 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 and I'm hoping that, you know, maybe someday if I'm lucky, he'll take over the business, you know, so yeah. I can um, just nice. hand it off to him. And Does that look like something that might happen? Like what else is he into? Uh, guns. Go- oh, <laughs> I shouldn't say go- well. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. No, no, he's like really into like, I mean, little teeny airsoft BB guns. And yeah, like, yeah. He's just, but like he's into hockey and, you know, like. All right, stuff. You know, yeah, a lot of, yeah. Like, like kid boy It could stuff. be totally different next year too. So who knows? Like, like that's. Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see with that. And my daughter's like really into art. So she's like super, super into art. And uh, so you'd probably appreciate that more, Jim. But like. She's, I love art, Eric. <laughs> you always have. I'm, I'm down with art. I'm a patron of the arts. Yes, I remember them. I don't know, like, if you have to bug out, I wouldn't mind asking some more questions about homeschooling because we talk a lot about education on this show. And okay. um, uh, there have been a couple homeschoolers that, that I spoke with and they did it. Or actually, I talked with uh, Shane Flaherty and he and his lady were oh, wow. con- considering homeschooling. And I, I haven't checked in with him for a while, so I don't know if they ever actually did it. Hi, Shane. He's probably listening. He's definitely going to listen to this one because you're on it. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, a woman named Viva, who, who yeah, she lives in this crazy, off the, crazy off the grid uh, situation. I'm actually going to see her when I'm in the US as well. Yeah, like you said that your son, you felt like he just didn't fit into the thing. Like, I feel like all kids to some degree have that. Like the, the, school, the school system fits most people pretty well. Yeah. Some people are a little bit further out. And I, I see yeah. it at, at our school as well. Like my kid has dyslexia in her class of 20, I don't know, somewhere between 25 and 28, 12, 30 kids. 10 of them I think have dyslexia like it's it's insane because of the this is a it's it's not a special school but it's um it's a bilingual school so it's not just a normal dutch public school it's 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 a special program because we were one of we were like this people we were the second year because because of that it's like a very very white very upper middle class kind of vibe and it's very homogenous in in that class it, it's it's changed since but like in 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 that group that's that's pretty much what it is what, what am i getting at um the teachers i feel like they get comfortable with a certain level of homogeneity and the moment that someone kind of strays from being super easy they lose their they lose their marbles they're just like oh i can't deal with this this kid's a troublemaker and mm-hmm. even if they're just a, a kid who yeah. like might be hyper or might have reading problems or whatever, it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can't deal with this. This is just way too outside the norm. But yeah. I, I think I look at it and I think you're just pampered because you've got all of these upper middle class kids from backgrounds with highly educated parents. And like there's one that's kind of difficult and you lose, you mm-hmm. like, come on. <laughs> so like yeah. I can imagine that in a public school, well, Farmington probably has amazing public schools, but I would imagine that it's a similar vibe in Farmington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, S- Sam had m- multiple diagnoses when he was two years old. Some doctors were like, he may never talk. And I was Dang. like, what? what? Wow. Like, first of all, the doctors, you know, shame on you for saying something like that. But yeah, anyway, real. Y- you know, like it was really my wife. She would just stay with him and just teach him all these things outside of, you know, it was only kindergarten and first grade at that point. Or no, just kindergarten. And um, 
just really drill these exercises. He was going to therapy and stuff like that. We were for- fortunate to do some outside therapy. And and then she's like, I think I, I can do this. And I was like, this was before, you know, the pandemic. So yeah. I was like, we're, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, really? You know, like, I, yeah, like, like this is, I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. So we, we did. And she's, you know, we're five years in now and, you know, he'll, he'll be like, off in another world, just looking around, you know, attention, thinking about something else and constantly redirecting him back, bringing him back, sitting by his side, you know, for three, four hours a day, just constantly with him. And, and, you know, you just can't get that kind of attention at a school. No. Um, and, 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 or you just get pulled out of every classroom by a specialist. And then before you know it, the kids are like, Hey, why is Sam getting pulled out all the time? Oh, he's in that other group. And, Uh and, 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 you know, now, now he's doing now he's doing great, you know, and uh-huh. um, he's he's not perfect by any means, and he's still got some. The rest of us are, <laughs> but um, you know, and then there was some social stuff with my daughter going on, and and this was only second grade, and and you can't really it'd be hard to homeschool one without the other, so we pulled her out too, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, wow, that was that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is working out. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Of all the hardships, I think that was like the, that was one where it was like, oh, it wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah. But you know, the, there are. It's not for everybody. It, I no. would say, like, well, not everybody not can for... actually do it, and not everybody wants to do it. Yeah, it's freaking hard. Like, I would like. I like the idea, but I'm like, there's no way that I would do it. I would lose my. I would just go nuts. Yeah, it's it's my my wife is something like I guess she's like me and she'll dive and give 120 percent into yeah. something, and she'll. So the first year was really hard because it was like, well, what style of learning are you? What curriculum are you? Are you like, you know, we're like, what? Like classical? Know. Are you, you know, this style? Are you like, no, there's like, you know, no school or de-schooling, you know, there's, or no, they, they call it unschooling. We're like, okay. you basically let the kids just run do whatever. wild. And that, I, I'm not particularly into that one, but you know, there's, um, there's a lot of different learning styles, but like you can tailor, you can do this, a curriculum that's like based on your student. Or you can pick and choose what kind of curriculums you want. I think early on, I did have some students in my 20s and I was like, they were homeschooled and I would drive to their house and I'd give them, all of them lessons and I'd be like, they're going to grow up and be totally screwed up. <laughs> like they're so isolated. Uh-huh. And I watched them grow up and it's not like this for everybody, but like they got to be valedictorian of their college. Right. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute wait like self-learners right. like maybe there's something here you know no, like, that, yeah i think that there could be when when you're in a system that's designed just to make you follow a very specific rubric it's easy to game the rubric but if you're actually yeah. in an environment where you're forced to adapt and learn stuff then you learn stuff right yeah. <laughs> that's what happens yep yep <laughs> I'm not saying that homeschooling is the way, but I just think that it is an option. And I feel like sometimes homeschooling gets, it's like the butt of jokes because some people who do homeschooling have no business teaching kids. But then, you know, some people in the public school system have no business teaching kids either. So it's it's just like anything, like some cops are bad. Some cops are awesome. Some politicians are bad. Some politicians are awesome. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not really about the it's not really about homeschooling it's more about what's good for the what's good for you and what's good for them does it work yeah yeah and it sounds like it works for you it does i mean there's it's still with challenges but it's it's i mean sadly too like my not sadly but it works for us you know i work until eight o'clock every night so but i can swing in and take my lunch break and hang out with my daughter which is sweet right 
Yeah, like she's like two rooms over. Yeah, <laughs> so that's totally cool. You know, and uh, it works for us. So, but what about what about social stuff? Like, do they like who do they hang out with? How do they meet friends? Or do they meet There's friends like at the music we're, school? Where well, that what that for a time that was like oh their their friends were coming in to the less anyway. But uh, we have co ops that we do. Like, there's like these groups for homeschoolers oh, that right, like, right. get together and like on different. And they do field trips and they do like oh, cool. you know, every Friday we do something and then they're involved in things at night. So it works. I mean, it's not perfect socially. Like, you yeah. know, like, yeah, my son's of, a, of an age and I'm like, yeah, there's more girls, Sam, <laughs> no, if you're in a public school than you are, you know, in these isolated homeschool groups. Awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you're smaller pond. But uh, my, my wife also got into like homesteading. So we have chickens and quail. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you eat the quail garden. or do you eat their eggs? Like what is the? Both. And how, like, the, do they just breed so much that you can eat them and have another one? Yeah, it's like it's it's you know again one of these things that I've never thought I would do. But Dude, yeah, that's so awesome. she, you know, has this little incubator and she takes some of the eggs. You know, we eat they and they produce tons of eggs. Quails, like a or, chickens, quails. Yeah, chickens like eh, if I feel like it, they're kind of like you know I'll lay an egg. But a quail are like you know they're like they're workers and they just they just produce eggs she'll like have the females on one top on the top and the males on the bottom to separate them and then you know every 7 weeks she'll she'll process them and you know she's got the little guillotine and yeah, <laughs> yeah. whoa dude yeah, that's like yeah like she grew up in a farm okay. so she, yeah, that, that that whole thing is like <laughs> it's not it doesn't even phase her well it's funny cuz she like you know, when she, once she hit, like it got into her forties, like that farming gene, like, like snapped and it, like, you know, she was not like that, you know, before uh -huh. when I married her, but it's cool. Like, you know, fresh, fresh vegetables all the time, tons of work, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, of but, course. I, I, that sounds wonderful. And do quail eggs taste different than chicken eggs? They're a little bit richer, I would say, but like they fattier. taste pretty, a little bit. Like, I guess they have a, more omega threes or something like that, okay. but and are they the same size? No, no, no. Like they're tiny. One quail egg equals three to f three to four quail eggs equal one chicken egg. Okay. And they're also kind of a pain to open. You got to like have a special these special scissors to like cut the top off, and then you know because the, they're too small to like open normally. Okay. Like, to crack, but uh, yeah, like a fresh quail or chicken egg is like super bright yellow. Like when you mix it up, like like you're like wait these didn't the eggs at the store are like kind of like light yellow. These are yeah. like rich dark yellow i like it i love a yeah. fresh egg yeah that sounds awesome i didn't expect to talk about that today see that's what happens when you don't talk to somebody for 20 years yeah you, you yeah, learn man. all these new things you've learned nothing about me except for that i'm stressed out and my bathroom sucks <laughs> 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 but i will uh, tell you more in the future if you okay. want if you want to uh if you want to chat again uh sometime sounds good I'm really happy that you did this, and I hope we can talk again sometime. Yeah, Jim, thanks for having me, man. This is great, and uh, good luck over in your bathroom project. And <laughs> Thank you. I'll I'll post the website and all that stuff. But if there are specific links to uh, what was it called, North North Star Rising? Oh, True North Rising. True is North my Rising. Yeah. YouTube is just at Miller Music. If you just do the little at symbol Miller Music, that's my YouTube channel. Okay. And I have a different website that I think you might not have seen it's millermusic.co so that's like where my like songwriting recording guitar stuff is um okay. the let the, the what, millermusiclessons.com is kind of like my school website for like local lessons kind yeah. of thing all right yeah yeah it's good it was good being on here jim and, excellent um, you're you're amazing dude 
<laughs> well, thank you. Got you. Me in, I think you got me into the Beatles, by the way. No way. Come on. Your parents didn't listen to the Beatles? Well, I they did like like not um, passionately, <laughs> but like I, I it like it reinsurgent this like like love for the Beatles and and then you would like be like dude the Beatles and Caleb I, and, was super into the Beatles too. Oh, I, Caleb was super. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, he was. But all right, all right, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jim. All Talk right. to you I, I in guess, the future. In the future. Bye bye. Take care, buddy. That was Eric. It was great catching up with him. Uh, what can I say? I enjoyed hearing about his school and family and homeschooling and homesteading. It's all pretty cool stuff. I, I also appreciate that he kept referring to various avenues that he pursued as deviations because, I mean, it's almost like he knew the name of the show. Eric gives luck and faith a lot of the, the credit for keeping him focused, and, and I think that there's something to that, but may, maybe not exactly in the way that, that he sees it. Not everybody has a strong support network. Between family and church, and even with his students, I think it's safe to say that Eric has a very strong support system in place. Also note that not everyone with a support network utilizes it well. Some of them don't even have the personality that it takes to access that support network. So yeah, he's lucky, but that doesn't change the fact that he is driven and dedicated to working his ass off. Whether that personality attribute is learned or given by God, or maybe he's born with it, maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. I don't wanna generalize, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that most of you have some kind of a support network in place. You know, don't be afraid to take advantage of that. Ask for support when you need it. But I wish I had a little bit more of the nose to the grindstone work ethic that Eric has. And I'm a little bit more easily distracted than he is. So yeah, I love hearing about the homeschooling, the homesteading, the diversification of, of all the different jobs he's tried and and uh, the expansion of teaching methods and the utilization of his students to keep current for personal and professional reasons. Yeah, I, I, I hope we can talk again soon, maybe in 15 or 20 years. <laughs> thank you for being on the show, Eric. And thank you, dear listener. I hope you also enjoyed the episode. As usual, I'd like to remind you how much I appreciate your time. If you are interested in more Feel Free to Deviate content, I'm at Feel Free to Deviate on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and even on Facebook if that tickles your fancy. You can also find a website at feelfreetodeviate.com. If you feel the urge to contribute financially, there's a donate page on the website, but you can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash feelfree. That's just feel free, no deviations. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to offset the cost of running the show while simultaneously keeping me caffeinated, which costs more than you might think. You can also go and leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, or I don't know, I guess you can do it at other podcast places as well. Or comment. You can comment on the, the things that I post on social media. Share them with friends. Tell people about the podcast. Yeah, it would, it would be good. If you have any suggestions, thoughts, feelings, criticisms, keep it nice, send me a message to mail at feelfreetodeviate.com and I will most assuredly respond. The next episode coming up in two weeks is something I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it will be. Hey, Sarah. Until then, try to enjoy as much as you can and please be excellent to each other. Goodbye. Goodbye.